0: Amazing! Come on, give yourself one more hand. Well, it's wonderful to be able to bring the message this morning uh, on a special Sunday, Remembrance Sunday, and um, bringing a, 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 to a close the uh, the series. There is a King. We've been looking at um, Jesus, who is our King. And you know, right throughout Scripture, we read of the different kings. We see kings. Uh, Some of them were good, but unfortunately throughout Scripture, many of the kings were actually bad kings. Um, Throughout history, we have King James who bought us a Bible. We have Martin Luther King. He wasn't a king, but he brought about freedom and equality. We've got a generation of teenagers who worshiped the king back in the 60s, Elvis, but apparently he's left the building. He won't be returning. But throughout history, we see plenty of evil kings, like Kings that were just pure evil. Around the time King Jesus arrived, there was a king called Herod. He was aptly called Herod the Great, not because he was great, but he was greatly feared. This was a man who was so jealous and insecure. He even killed his own family members just to make sure that he would keep his kingship alive. In fact, he arranged for people to be murdered and executed at the point of his death so that at least there would be mourning in the kingdom. Fortunately, they didn't follow through with his request when he died, but that's how evil this king was. And this is the atmosphere to which Jesus entered. Where King Herod used fear to demand demand respect and loyalty, Jesus came instead with humility and with a mission to serve. We see throughout Scripture that Jesus lived by example as a servant king, we will see him return as the triumphant king. But today I want to focus on Jesus, my shepherd king. You know, today is Remembrance Sunday. It's an opportunity at the end of the service. We're going to invite you to come and, and lay a r- rose down on the steps as a, as a way of remembering maybe a loved one that you've lost. Remembrance Sunday is about us pausing in our busy lives to, to just focus for a moment on those that have gone before us. It's a, it's a difficult day for some. Some feeling incredible grief. And please understand that grief is not something you just get over. Sometimes we think that we just got to get over it. Well, actually, no, we don't. We got to continue to walk through it. And there are different points on our journey of grief where we find a new level of healing and wholeness. We may, we may miss someone, but maybe the pain is not there like it was before. But today is your opportunity just to come and just give that to God this morning. Friends, we have a shepherd king, one who is close to us, close to the brokenhearted. I don't know about you, but a few weeks ago, Amy preached a great message on Jesus as the good shepherd, and it resounded in my heart, and I wanted to pick up on one of the key verses within the Psalm 23, a verse that, as we learned, sounds familiar, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, but I want to pick up on verse four this morning. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Other versions say, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, my question is, do you need the comfort and the protection of a shepherd king today? Would you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your incredible gift to humanity. Thank you that you sent Jesus as a king, a shepherd king, one that would comfort and protect those that he leads. God, for every person grieving, every person mourning, everyone feeling the loss of somebody or something this year, God, I pray for your comfort to settle in hearts, to strengthen this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. As Amy shared a few weeks ago, every sheep needs a good shepherd. You know, the people, when they heard the psalm, they understood what it meant. They understood that they were a, a group of people that were scattered, that they were struggling as a, as a group of sheep, so to speak, unable to defend themselves. You know, God looked down on his own nation. He looked at Israel. He saw a nation that was, was under tyranny, it was, was under the, the, the leadership and the authority of the Roman Empire struggling under the burden of a religious system that was was impossible to fulfill. And here came Jesus, the shepherd king. The shepherd's heart was filled with compassion. But Jesus is not only just the good shepherd, he is in fact my shepherd king. Have you ever wondered why God chose to use shepherds as the first to receive the news? I often have, I mean, there were shopkeepers, there were carpenters, there were fishermen, public servants, there were, there were lots of different options, lots of people that Jesus could have revealed through the angels to tell the good news. But God chose shepherds. Why the shepherds? Well, when we read the ancient history, the biblical accounts, we see that shepherds, they, they weren't really regarded very highly. They they had the lowest job. They, they had a job that was just like, ah, oh, you just... just Get out of our way, tend to the sheep. Even though it was a valuable commodity, they were not respected in their job. You know not want to feel like maybe what you do isn't respected or valued. <laughs> I hope, you, hope not. But, you know, into this environment, Jesus speaks to the shepherds and says, I've got good news for you. There's a Savior that's been born, and you're going to go and proclaim the good news. See, Jesus, he was born into into Bethlehem. What was significant about Bethlehem? Well, Bethlehem was where King David was born. What was significant about King David? Well, David was this shepherd boy when Samuel came and lined up all the prophets, lined them all all, all, all the, so Samuel the prophet came and lined up all the brothers of David. Said to Jesse, where are your sons? I'm gonna pick a king out of them. He says, no, not that one, not that one, not that one, not that one. He's like, are there any more? Have you got any more sons? He says, yeah, there's one. He's, he's just out tending the sheep. Don't worry about him. He's insignificant. He's not important. Come on, isn't that God? Isn't that the way God operates? He takes those that are seemingly insignificant, those that aren't important. Come on, somebody. This, this is the reality that's, that, that so often God will take the one that you wouldn't expect. He puts his hand on them. He puts his anointing, his power on them, and he equips them and strengthens them to do great things. See, the lowest occupation is often preparation for the highest. See, those shepherds understood what it meant to be despised. And I believe God chose shepherds to share the good news because one day God himself, through Jesus, would announce himself as the good shepherd who would lay down his life for his sheep. It was a prophetic statement also, I believe, for for ones who would hear the news of the good news. And would then go and share it with others. God has made us, we have become his disciples so that we can make disciples of others. I wonder if it's possible that, you know, I sometimes imagine these things. You know, could David have been sitting on this very hill that the shepherds were sitting when they heard the news? If he was a shepherd boy in Bethlehem, is it possible that he was in the same place, strumming away on his harp? composing a song, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Is it possible that that David was singing the song prophetically declaring the king that was about to arrive hundreds of years later? What an amazing thought that there, there was David prophesying about the king who would come soon. Now, where there's no direct scriptural reference to the shepherd king, in the Hebrew language, there's a fascinating wordplay. A lot of the, the, the words or the letters were also done in pictorial form. So they, they, were, they were pictures which would also give a, another meaning, a greater clarity. In the Hebrew alphabet, the letter Aleph, A-L-E-P-H, was used to symbolize one of the names of God, El Shaddai, Elohim. And L El was formed by the two letters, and we've got a picture up here, the two letters Aleph and Lamed. On the right, we have Aleph. In pictorial form is, is a bull, which also symbolizes and is recognized as a crown. You can see it like a crown on a, on, a, on a forehead. Recognized authority and power. Alamed is a shepherd's crook, representing a shepherd who would tend to the sheep. A shepherd. God is our shepherd king. When you put those together, this is the king who was also the shepherd. You know, the chief and the the family, uh, the father figure, the patriarch in the family, was seen as the person with the strongest authority, and modern symbolism carries it over. We recognize the crown as a thing of authority. But the shepherd's staff was also used to tend to, to care, to show compassion to the sheep. What's interesting is when the Israelites, when they were impatient in the wilderness, they were out in the wilderness trying to make sense of coming out of Egypt. And Moses is up the mountain meeting with God, and, the, and, and they wanted to meet with God, but they wanted a God that was kind of physically right there. And they, it wasn't the parting of the Red Sea wasn't enough. All the miracles, of the manor in the desert, that wasn't enough. They wanted to see something physical. They wanted to see a God that was right there. And so they built a calf, or they built a bull. In other words, they built some authority, some power, out of their own hands that they thought they could worship but they didn't take the name of Jesus. So they, 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 were, they were trying to build something to worship themselves. And it's very easy for us to do the same. That, that no longer are we focused on the name, the authority and the power of the name of Jesus, but we find ourselves focusing, focusing on a ministry or, or a moment or, and trying to build something for ourselves. Instead of worshiping his name, they turned it into a symbol. today I want to share two encouragements to know that you have a shepherd king watching over you. In this verse we read, your rod and staff protect and comfort me. Now, if we choose to surrender to the shepherd king, we can have confidence in these two things this morning. Number one, my shepherd king protects me. My shepherd king protects me. One of the things Amy spoke about a few weeks ago was how defenseless sheep are. And after the first service I, I was chatting with a, with a man who'd who'd farmed all of his life, he'd, he'd cows but also sheep. And and he said he said that, that sheep you could kind of almost kinda of, kind of let them be, but you couldn't just let them be because they got themselves into trouble all the time. Does this sound familiar with humans? <laughs> In fact, he he'd have a day off, but he'd find himself just kind of looking over the farm, and oh, there's one in the briar bush, and there's, there's, there's one that's fallen over, and and so so he would he would find himself continually having to tend to these sheep who were getting themselves in trouble. Sounds a lot like humans, I think. But we have a shepherd king, a king who will protect us, one that will go into battle for us. Anyone feel like sometimes they're fighting battles that they're not equipped to fight, like like it's overwhelming the things that you feel like you're having to contend for. Can, can I recommend that in that place, when we're struggling with that battle that we're trying to win and we're trying to fight, that, that we would trust our shepherd king, that our king will protect us. Sometimes, you know, the song we've sung, this is how I fight my battles, just in a place of worship and surrender. I'm, I'm surrendered and I'm in worship to my king. Because Jesus will fight a battle for us. Can we learn another lesson from sheep? They were never designed to carry a burden. They weren't a, they weren't a pack horse. They weren't oxen. They weren't designed. God didn't create sheep to carry things. Anyone carrying a burden unnecessarily? Amy really felt and shared that this morning, that the people are carrying burdens. This is what Psalm fifty-five twenty-two encourages us to do. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Most of the battles we're trying to win will only see victory in a place of trust and surrender. We think we've got to get our fists out, we think we've got to get our weapons out, but our very best battle strategy and plan is simple surrender. God, I don't have an answer, but God, I know you do. God, I don't have enough, but I know you are. If we can find ourselves constantly in that place of surrender, we'll be okay. Personally, I stand here um, in a place of peace and confidence, not because I've achieved anything, but because I'm learning to surrender everything. I don't have to hold anything. I don't have to control anything. It's that simple surrender that allows peace to settle in my heart. And if whatever job you're in, whatever you're doing in your relationship and your, with your husband, your wife, your kids, if we can be in this place of surrender to the king, his protection will be on us. We can stay in the shelter of the most high God. Jesus is my shepherd king. I don't have to worry because he will protect me. Death will come to me. I don't know how many days I've got owed to me. I don't know how many days. I mean, I could have a a long life. I could have a short life. Can I be honest? I don't fear death. Because when it's time to go, it's time to go. I know that beyond death, I have this wonderful hope of eternity, which is a wonderful and a beautiful thing. I'm not pining for that because I want to live my life now. I'm in no hurry to go, if you know what I mean. But, But I don't fear death because... Death will come to us all, but I know that my God will protect me, that every day I need to live on this earth, He will allow me to live it. So I don't live fearing what might happen. I live today in this moment, trusting God. But in this life, we do have trouble. And as the team come this morning, as we're processing loss and grief, the second thing we can learn and, and be encouraged with this morning is that we can have confidence that my shepherd king comforts me. And that's what this, this morning is all about. Remembrance Sunday, a moment where we get to remember those who have lost along the way. We get to remember those moments we had with them. We get to celebrate them, grieve and mourn. But we don't do it alone. We do it with a shepherd king who is also wanting to comfort us. The word comfort is interesting in the Bible. It means with strength. The comfort means to give strength, to comfort by increasing power. If you need to be comforted today, God wants to increase power to you. You know, sometimes sheep will be cast down, which means they're kind of on their back, legs flailing in the air trying to get back up again. (laughs) This farmer was sharing with me. He said, it it was quite unbelievable how often that would happen. The sheep just on their back. Ah, Come on, is that not us? Is that not us more often than it should be? We find ourselves flat on our back, legs flailing in the air. We can't get up. I've fallen down, God, and I can't get up. Our heart, our spirit, our body, We're spent and the shepherd king wants to sit, wants to be beside us, wants to right the wrong, wants to flip it, get us back on our feet again, walking with him in his presence again. You see, if a sheep breaks its leg, as Amy shared a few weeks ago, is death unless the shepherd would come, pick up that sheep tend to its broken bones and bring healing. We can resist it or we can submit to the shepherd's care. Isaiah 40 verse 11, such an incredible promise. He, this is the shepherd king, will tend to his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Sadly, in a place of grief and pain, we kick out. We push back. We push against the very one that wants to help us. Have you ever tried to to help an injured animal? Uh, I remember once, you know, there was a seagull that had, had the hook in its in its beak and, 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 I, and I grabbed it and tried to help it and it was trying to get away, not knowing that I was trying to help. We were able to get the hook free and but, but in that moment, it's just like, no, 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 don't touch me. I'm, I'm in pain. And that's often how we respond when we're in grief, when we're in pain. We don't want anyone to get in close because they might just perceive the weakness. They might perceive that we're not doing so good. That's why community here matters so much. That's why having a small group of people around you that know what's going on in your world You know, you can be weak. It's okay to be weak sometimes because sometimes I'm weak and I need somebody to be strong for me. But if we could surrender to the good shepherd who wants to bring comfort, he'll bring healing. Today, if you're one who's gone astray, maybe you've known God's voice, but it's been a while since you've listened Maybe today God's actually saying, come home. It's time to come home. It's time to return back to me. Stop pushing away this offer of love. But say, you know what? I'm just going to let that go. I'm just going to trust God. Today for some, this might be the first time you've ever kind of felt something in your heart. You've been, maybe you've been to church before, but actually there's something, there's like this warmth or something that's happening within your heart. It's hope. It's a hope that God is offering to you. It's not emotion. It's not hype. It's the hope of God wanting to settle within your heart. Peace that you can only find in Him. Friends, the reason we can trust the shepherd king is because he is also the sacrificial shepherd. Not only was Jesus the shepherd, he was also the sheep. He was the lamb, the lamb of God that sacrificed himself for all the rest of the sheep, (laughs) for all of us. See, when Jesus hung on the cross, his his final words, it is finished. So that's it. I've paid for you, for your sin, for all these things that that, that had separated you from God. I've paid for that. It's dealt with. It's done. It's over. And when we surrender to the shepherd, when we surrender our lives to Jesus, we're acknowledging that finished work on the cross. Come on, we lay our burdens down. It's like everything I'm carrying, every past sin, every past failure, every disappointment. I don't carry it anymore. Remember, sheep don't carry burdens. We We lay them at the feet of Jesus. We allow His healing, His wholeness. But it's in a place of surrender. That's the only way it happens. You want a life full of anxious thought? Just keep carrying your burdens. we have got to lay those burdens down. Because Jesus, He took those burdens on the cross, paid for it once and for all. It is finished. John 10, 11 declares, I am the good shepherd. Jesus declared, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus, the shepherd king, laid down his life for you and for me. And I want to encourage you, if you've never made things right with God, if you've never surrendered your life to the shepherd king, to Jesus, I'm going to pray a prayer right now. I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. You can pray it out loud with with many who have prayed this prayer over their lifetime, some even as late as just last week. Would you pray this prayer, inviting Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, to be your Shepherd King, to bring forgiveness for the sin? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you for your great love for me. Thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. I'm sorry for living life my own way. I turn from my old way and I choose to follow you, Jesus. Please forgive me. I give my life to you today. All my pain, all my brokenness, all my disappointment and failure, I give to you in Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed, i love you to do one more thing. If you prayed that prayer, meant it in your heart, in a minute, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand at the count of three, just to acknowledge that, yes, I prayed that prayer. Maybe for the first time, maybe coming back to God. Somebody up the back just going to spot your hand and maybe come have a conversation with you after. We can fill in our connect card. Say, I prayed that prayer. And right across this place, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you prayed that prayer to receive Jesus today, would you raise it in one? God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. Two. Shepherd wants to be your king. Three. Right across this place, if you prayed that prayer, why don't you just raise your hand now? And say, yes, I prayed that. You know, if you did pray that prayer, but maybe you didn't raise your hand, why don't you fill in that Connect card that you've got on your seat? Say, yes, I prayed to receive Jesus. Someone will get in contact with you the next couple of days and help you take your next step. You know, before we come and take these roses and as remembrance for someone else, I, I really believe God is calling us as a church into a, a very strategic and significant season in 2021. I really believe that that God is asking us to walk with him out of the sheepfold. And the Bible says that Jesus, the good shepherd, left the 99 to go and find the one. I believe next year is a year where we will step out of the comfort of here to go and reach one. Over this next couple of weeks, would you begin to pray about that one that God is asking you to go and reach? That one that you would love on and you would serve and you would bless and you would pray for every day. Someone who's lost that you know can be found and needs to be found and find hope in Jesus. Would you do that over the next couple of weeks as we step into, into the new year? Just believe that this house will be filled to overflowing with people who have found hope in Jesus. That we would be celebrating every single week people giving their lives to Christ, surrendering their, their hearts to Him. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you that you are the shepherd king who protects and comforts. Today, as we remember those that have gone before us, we want to honor them for the legacy they've left. Lord, we, we recognize the grief, the pain, Lord, maybe we're feeling. and Lord, we want to come and lay that at the feet of our shepherd king today thank you that you are here to comfort us, the brokenhearted. We love you and we're so thankful for everything you do within our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.